0: Welcome to the Gaming Ride Home podcast for Monday, March 23rd. I am Kyle Hillier. Here's a whole bunch of video game stuff that happened recently. The PlayStation 5 will play more PlayStation 4 games than we thought. GameStop is closing stores to fight COVID-19 spread. Nintendo doesn't want Dreams creators making Mario games. Twitch streamer CaseyTron gets banned. And a new Half-Life game is out today, which is something I never thought I would get to say out loud. The PlayStation 5 will play more PlayStation 4 games than we originally presumed. When the PlayStation 5 was first revealed in Wired's interview with Mark Cerny, it seemed the system was going to be fully backwards compatible with previous PlayStation generations. But that compatibility got scaled back as more was revealed about the system. And then during what would have been Sony's PlayStation 5 GDC presentation last week, It said the PlayStation 5 would play the top 100 PlayStation 4 games at launch and made no mention of PlayStation 1, 2, or 3 games. On Friday, Sony updated its blog covering the PlayStation 5 tech details with some additional information. Here's what Sony wrote directly from the blog. A quick update on backward compatibility. With all the amazing games in PS4's catalog, we've devoted significant efforts to enable our fans to play their favorites on PS5. We believe that the overwhelming majority of the 4,000-plus PS4 titles will be playable on PS5. We're expecting backward-compatible titles will run at a boosted frequency on PS5 so they can benefit from higher or more stable frame rates and potentially higher resolutions. We're currently evaluating games on a title-by-title basis to spot any issues that need adjustment from the original software developers. In his presentation, Mark Cerny provided a snapshot into the top 100 most played PS4 titles demonstrating how well our backward compatibility efforts are going. We have already tested hundreds of titles and are preparing to test thousands more as we move toward launch. We will provide updates on backward compatibility along with much more PS5 news in the months ahead. Stay tuned. So it seems the PlayStation 5 will be more backwards compatible than we thought after last week's presentation, and it looks like it will also improve some PlayStation 4 games, but that statement does seem to all but confirm that the PlayStation 5 won't play games prior to the PlayStation 4 generation, at least not in the way where you can just pop the disc in and you're all set, like you'll be able to on Xbox Series X. Backwards compatibility is a tricky thing. I love when it exists, and in the long term, if you're a modest collector, it's awesome to have something like the Wii U which means you don't have to hang on to a Wii. The Wii U plays all Wii games without issue and it's great, but I always do wonder how much time people spend playing backwards compatible games. It's the kind of thing that is nice to have initially when the console is brand new and there aren't that many games to play yet, so you play previous gen games on your new console, but in the long term, how much are players really taking advantage of backwards compatibility? It's a comforting feature, but is it a well-used feature? I am definitely playing devil's advocate here, and I want all systems to be backwards compatible forever, but from Sony, Microsoft, and even Nintendo's perspective, is time and money better spent on features players will take more advantage of? I don't know the answer to that question, but I hope the PlayStation 5 plays all PlayStation 4 games and more in the same way the Xbox Series X will play all Xbox One games and more. GameStop is closing its stores in response to the COVID-19 outbreak, but will still process digital orders and offer curbside pickup. On Friday, I talked about how GameStop was not closing its doors in the face of the COVID-19 pandemic and referring to itself as essential retail, going so far as instructing its employees to give local authorities provided paperwork about how GameStop is essential retail. Over the weekend, however, GameStop decided to make some changes and is closing down its storefronts while making an effort to compensate its employees. On Friday night, I got a DM from at Mecca on Twitter, who sent me a photo of their local GameStop in California with a sign on the door that read, We are closing our stores in California. This closure will remain in effect until further notice as we obtain more information from the California governor's office. Jason Schreier at Kotaku reported on the California closing, writing, Two California GameStop employees told Kotaku that they've been told to use personal time or file for unemployment, as they will not be paid while stores are shut down. On Saturday, GameStop issued a press release about its intention to close stores. The press release reads, Effective Sunday, March 22, 2020, for all locations not already closed in accordance with state and local orders, GameStop will temporarily stop customer access to storefronts, processing orders on a digital-only basis, moving to curbside pickup at stores and e-commerce delivery only. This will allow the company to continue to serve customers who have purchased online at GameStop.com and the GameStop app and have requested a product pickup at their local store. There's also a quote in the press release from George Sherman, the company's CEO, that reads, This is an unprecedented time and each day brings new information about the COVID-19 pandemic. Our priority has been and continues to be on the well-being of our employees, customers, and business partners. We have been steadfast in our adherence to CDC, guided safety, and local government orders for retailers in each of our communities as millions of Americans look to GameStop to adjust to their new normal, Of increased time at home, for work, learning, and play, we have implemented practices to help ensure the safety and health of our employees, customers, and partners. We believe it is prudent to institute further safety protocols while meeting this increased demand through curbside pickup. As such, stores that remain in operation will provide only pickup at the door or delivery to home activities to further protect our employees and customers. GameStop also says that it will, quote, pay employees whose hours have been eliminated for an additional two weeks and will reimburse one full month of employee benefit contributions. Closing the stores is the safe thing to do, and paying the employees for the two weeks is a good first step, but I think it's safe to assume that this will all last longer than two weeks. It's a tough situation that all retailers are trying to figure out, not just GameStop. I happen to be focusing on GameStop, as this is a video game podcast. It's just a difficult situation overall, and I sympathize with the GameStop employees who are caught in the middle of it. I think higher-up executives like, hey, George Sherman, who was quoted as saying the well-being of the employees are the top priority, who makes at least $1.1 $1. $1 million a year and received a $150,000 signing bonus to join the company around this time last year, according to SEC.gov, should pay out of pocket to help his employees avoid unemployment. I'm not an economist, though, so you know, what do I know? Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Dreams creators are getting hit with cease and desist notices from Nintendo. It looks like the grace period where fans could create content in Dreams based on trademarked content, like games and models based on Mario characters, for example, is coming to a close. The license and trademark owners are reaching out to Dreams creators and requesting that they cease creating content based on existing properties. Go Nintendo is reporting on one particular creator who received a request to stop creating Mario content in Dreams. Quoting from Go Nintendo, Dreams content creator at Piece of Craft has shared a note stating that a big video game company reached out about his projects and asked him to stop wondering what that company is, in the same message at piece of craft states that all of his mario projects and dreams are now on hold. To get even more specific, at piece of craft said he received an email from the legal and business affairs division of sony interactive entertainment europe which stated that nintendo had objected to the use of mario in his dreams project. Expect the same to happen for any other nintendo related ip that fans try to recreate in dreams. So that was from go nintendo This was inevitable, unsurprising, and I honestly, I don't fault any company for trying to prevent their intellectual property from being used in ways that they can't control. From the moment Dreams was announced, I think everyone has been curious about how this was going to be handled and where the line was going to be drawn. And it looks like Nintendo, as they usually are, is pulling out the big black Sharpie and drawing first. On the one hand, the content people are creating, based on properties they love, has been really fun and silly, and I really like it. But on the other hand, Dreams should be a place where creators are making their own unique stuff. And the more original, amazing content people are creating, the better Dreams will be. It is definitely a bummer for the creators in particular, though, who have spent lots of time and energy creating this stuff. It's a bummer that they have to stop. Twitch streamer CaseyTron suspended indefinitely over offensive COVID-19 comments. Twitch streamer Casey Tron was recently indefinitely suspended by Twitch for saying during a group chat that she would kiss someone with COVID-19 and that they would, quote, leave quarantine and try to spread it as much as possible because the world would be a better place without old and poor people. She then tweeted with a screenshot of an email from Twitch alerting her of the ban, I've been indefinitely suspended because of an insensitive comment I made last week. I don't condone hatred towards any person, and it was a poor reaction of my character. I'm just trying to take this all in right now. I ask that my audience please remain calm and rational. And then she followed up saying, obviously it was a joke, but that doesn't excuse it. It was in poor taste and my fault. I imagine Twitch's indefinite ban will turn into a much more definite ban and only last for a short period of time, but I do appreciate it taking action here. I recognize that Casey Tron was just trying to say something outlandish for a reaction and probably wasn't fully thinking through what she was actually saying in the moment, but Twitch's history of banning its users where appropriate has been questionable. Twitch banned Dr. Disrespect, a streamer who literally committed a crime by live streaming from a public restroom, but he was banned only temporarily, and he recently extended his exclusivity contract with Twitch to continue streaming on the platform. Dr. Disrespect is, no doubt, an entertaining streamer. He's a a lot of fun to watch, but I feel like Twitch just sort of conveniently forgot that he literally committed a crime live on his streaming channel. It's all very complicated and weird, but like I said, I appreciate the action taken here when something undeniably offensive is said by one of its popular users. Here's what released today. Half-Life Alex is out today for $59.99, but at the time of writing this, it is 10% off. But that might just be a pre-order price. That might have changed by now. It is very exciting because it is Valve's first big narrative-focused single-player action game since Portal 2 in 2011. But the big and most exciting thing about it is even though it is not called Half-Life 3, it has really affected the Half-Life 3 joke economy in a big, impactful way. People have basically wholesale stopped making Half-Life 3 jokes, and that makes me very happy. I watched all of Valve's official trailers, and I watched IGN's commentary video with the developers, but I really haven't gone down any story rabbit holes or anything, like reading people's theories or anything like that. I really want to go in as narratively blind as possible. I spent some time this weekend preparing for the release. I have an Oculus Quest, so I spent time making sure my headset was all up to date and that my controllers were fully charged and that my Oculus Quest could use its Oculus Link capabilities, which basically lets you use your Oculus Quest as an Oculus Rift to play VR games, which you can do through Steam. It seemed like it was working, so hopefully by the time you're listening to this, I will be playing the game and I will be able to have some impressions for you tomorrow. I will also have some impressions for a pre-release thing tomorrow, too. I don't like ambiguously teasing things like this, but it will be this podcast's first chance to talk in-depth about something before it releases, which is exciting. And I want you to check back tomorrow to learn what I'm talking about. Also, rate, review, and subscribe. Thank you. Also out today, going head-to-head with Half-Life Alex is a small release, but The Legend of Heroes Trails of Cold Steel 3 is out today for PC. It originally released October of last year for PlayStation 4, and it came to Switch in Japan a few days ago with plans to come to Switch in North America sometime between April and June. We'll see if that stays consistent considering everything, but today you can play through the third game on PC. This is one of those JRPG series that isn't as well-known as like a Persona or a Final Fantasy, but is generally well-regarded. My friend Kimberly Wallace at Game Informer was always on a mission to make more people aware of the series and would talk often about how it was very good, but undeniably slept on. In fact, here's a direct quote from Features Editor Kimberly Wallace about Trails of Cold Steel. Political turmoil, fun turn-based combat, and social elements in a school setting. Trails of Cold Steel is great, and you should play it right now. That's it for gaming news today. My wife and child are all in on Animal Crossing New Horizons, so even though I am not actively playing the game myself, I have been fully exposed to its charm. The one thing that actually made me interested in checking it out is seeing the Nook Miles mechanic that basically gives you specific goals to complete. That makes me think that this Animal Crossing might be a little more appealing for me. I've got Half-Life Alex. I am creeping up on the end of Ori and the Will of the Wisps, but I might try and make some time to at least start an Animal Crossing save game to see if it makes an impression. If I can get the cartridge away from my kit, which is a big ask. At Mast responded to my request last week for folks to tell me why they love Animal Crossing and tell me what I'm missing out on. And they sent a tweet to the at Gaming Ride home Twitter account that said. Animal Crossing is amazing because it's real life but cute. So there you go. I had a few folks send me a correction at Volkai and at Bentrick on Twitter. Last week I talked about Sonic Fox signing with evil geniuses, and in the intro of the show, I referred to Sonic Fox as him. But Sonic Fox identifies as non binary and uses they them pronouns. I am aware of this, and in the actual segment, I referred to them properly. But I did make the mistake in the show's intro, so I just wanted to acknowledge that. If you have any corrections or just feedback in general, feel free to send me tweets or DMs to Kyle M. Hilliard on Twitter or at GamingRideHome. Or you can send an email to Kyle at RideHome.info. And Please, I know I ask this every day, please consider leaving a review for the podcast wherever you listen to it. Once you do that, I'll stop asking, I promise. You can also check out my Twitch account, Kyle Impersonator, where I am playing through Black Mesa right now. And you can find me on the Max show for more long form video game discussion. I will talk to you more about video games tomorrow. I am going to go play some Half-Life Alex right now, which I am super excited about.